Hello, ghosties. Welcome back to Ghost Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Willow. And I'm your host, Alyssa. And today's episode, we are talking about manifestation. Before we get started, we want to remind you that everyone has different views on things, and that's okay. We don't ask you to believe what we do. We just want to share what we found in our personal path with others. For those interested in booking a session or learning more about me or Alyssa, check out our websites in the description below. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about manifestation. We're yes. going to take a one-way ticket to manifestation station. Yes. This is a topic that was actually suggested and asked for um, when we did a poll the other day on our live stream on our Discord. Mm-hmm. So we figured that it was a great topic to get into. This probably won't be a super long episode, but I think it's a good topic to go over so that people... Mm-hmm have it to reference to in the future. So let's get started with what manifestation is. So in general, manifestation is just where you are setting an intention to have something come into your life. So we'll start with something really, really simple. If you were to say, I'm trying to manifest a meal, I just want to manifest a meal. I want to manifest someone buying me dinner. Maybe you get asked by a friend that you want to go out to dinner and they'll treat, you know, something like that, that would be manifesting where you're setting an intention and having it come to you. Now, some manifestations might come to us very, very easily, such as just thinking about it and then it happening right, you know, right after we think about it or soon after without any real seen or intended effort on our part to have it happen. But other manifestations such as manifesting money or manifesting a job or things like that sometimes come to us a lot harder and we don't know why. So in manifestation in general is just thinking of something or wanting something and then that thing manifesting in your life in some Mm -hmm. capacity. Yeah. And the manifestation is often considered sort of one in the same as the law of attraction and the law of attraction like many other universal laws is a natural law stating that like attracts like so basically if you if you you zoom in very far everything everywhere has energy and is constantly vibrating so the law of attraction sums up that everyone is attracting what they're putting out through their own energy and vibration This is why there's that rhetoric around high vibe, low vibe, and, you know, there's, there's problems with that. There are problems, Mm -hmm. like inherent problems with that kind of rhetoric, but that's kind of where that stems from often. And so the way that law of attraction is sort of conceptualized is that you and your energy is kind of vibrating like a magnet. It's like you have a vibrational frequency that is unique to you in the universe and you are sending out and you're receiving that same energy back. And so the the concept is that there's no way that you can avoid the law of attraction because you're doing it all the time anyway, and that it's always working. So it's, it's not a matter of whether you believe in it or not. The, The idea is it is existing and it is just as real as the force of gravity and that the universe in essentially doesn't really care if you believe it or not. But the thing is, is just like what Buddha says, what you think you become, what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create. The idea around this high vibe concept and where that rhetoric can be a little bit, can be problematic sometimes, is that there's this 
there's this discourse around manifestation where you have to be high vibe all the time to attract high vibration things where it's like you raise your vibration, you increase your energy and you attract the greatness you've been dreaming of and you keep yourself in this high vibe state. And it's just not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, what if you have anxiety or depression or something like that? And these are things that a lot of people ask me on TikTok and things like that, where they're like, what can I do if I'm feeling really anxious and depressed or like sad or scared or, you know, angry or something like that? Mm-hmm. And can it affect those manifestations? I, I think it can in a little ways, but I think that if I also am of the belief that if, if something is meant for you, you can't fuck it up. Like mm-hmm. it's coming to you anyway. Manifestation for me, the way that I explain it is that we have all of these different pathways in our lives that all go towards the same situations that we have set in our path that are like non-negotiable experiences. So like when we come down and we manifest, um, into a physical form, we have an agreement mm-hmm. with our higher self of like certain things that we definitely want to experience, like certain people you have to meet or certain places that you have to live or something like that in order to have the experiences that you're meant to have in your life. And I feel like if you have, you know, five different pathways that you can take, all of the pathways ultimately lead to those pinnacle points somehow but sometimes they take more scenic routes. Sometimes they are like more of a straight ahead um, thing. And sometimes those pinnacle points still manifest, but in a different way for each thing. So mm-hmm. like each path would maybe have the same experience of your car breaking down. But whether your car, does, car is like a new brand new car or an old broken down car might be the same experience, but in a different capacity. You know what I mean? Doing work on like our limiting beliefs and things like that come into play because that's how we can align our energy with believing that we are worthy of being on the track that we want to be on rather than the one we're on already. It is something that a lot of people can think, well, if I have anxiety, if I have depression or something like that, is that going to change it? It can maybe slow you down a little bit because those are things that sometimes can make us feel unworthy of having what we want or maybe kind of halt our steps because we're hesitant to move forward. But I don't think it keeps us from having those things. I think it's just more so something that comes up for us to look at and acknowledge so that we Mm -hmm. can move forward because inevitably any pathway that you choose is going to bring up things for you to work through in order to obtain that thing. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you want to manifest a partner and you start dating people and all these people are freaking trash, (laughs) like they're just (laughs) absolute buttheads, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, like I want to be in a relationship, but all of these people are trash. How do you feel about your worthiness for a partner? Do you feel that you're worthy of someone who is going to treat you well? And if not, how can we address those feelings to have you feel worthy of someone treating you well? You know, so that when Mm -hmm. you're seeing these people come in um, that you're going on dates with, then you can be like, okay, yeah, this isn't, this isn't the vibe that I'm looking for. This isn't the person that I'm looking for. Not that you're not going to always know on the first date, but you know what I mean? So it's kind of like just knowing what you want, seeing what comes up that the universe is giving to you because each pathway you choose is going to come with homework. It's Mm -hmm. inevitable, Mm -hmm. but 
the homework that you get kind of can help you understand what you want to do. So yeah. for me, like manifesting this business, there was a lot of things that I had to work through in order to bring it to where it is today. And yeah. in every season of my life and in every business and season of my business, I've had to go through the homework that you, the universe has given me to work through in order to take that next step. And some of it fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like for example, like leaving my marriage, I could not have had this business the way that it is today. If I had stayed in my marriage, mm -hmm. I couldn't have done it. And it sucks to say that, but I, I wasn't who I needed to be in order for this to work mm -hmm. when I was in that marriage. And I don't think I could have been with that situation. So there's things like that where depending on what you want, sometimes it's not easy, as easy as having a step of like one, two, three, four, five. Sometimes it's, you got to go through step one to realize that there's step two, but then there's also step 2.5 and then 2.75 mm -hmm. and like all these different variations of it that you have to go through before you get to three and four. And it just, this is the one thing about manifestation and really spell work too, because spell work does come into this conversation mm -hmm. is that when you do spell work, you have to be willing to do the physical work too. Dude, I was just about to say like the whole point, like we're coming around to saying like the key to it is not just hoping that things mm -hmm. are going to come mm -hmm. to be. You do have to put the actual work into it. It's, yeah. it's exactly the same as witchcraft or, or, you know, whatever. If you are casting spells or anything like that, manipulating energy, you still have to put the actual work into it. You can't just be like, poof, I just want to go like, like blow it out into the wind, like yeah. a fart and just be like, I'm done. God, I and wish, <laughs> I, wish I could manifest case, like my farts. That would be yes. great. Could you imagine just be like, I am a fucking millionaire. Don't even worry about it. All good. But yes. you know, I, I'm actually going to, I'm going to backpedal a little bit. And for the more scientific folks, if you want to kind of take it away from the mystical from the sort of witchy aspect of it. I want to kind of describe a little bit the law of attraction from a little bit more of a scientific point of view, mm -hmm. just in case it's something that interests you and you can kind yeah. of hop off and do your own research into this if you're, if you're interested. So the law of attraction centers around, as human beings, our reticular activating system, or the RAS, and is a network of neurons that's in the brainstem that make up kind of like a filtering system in our mind. And it's anterior to the hypothalamus, which helps us to mediate behavior. It helps us with focus. It helps us with filtering information. And it's just responsible for our wakefulness and flight or fight response and how we perceive the world. So that system, our RAS system, is what filters out unnecessary things so that we can receive the information that we need. Otherwise, we are going to be bombarded bombarded with every single piece of information every single day, all of the time. So yeah. to think of it like this, like think about whenever you're going shopping for a car and you're like, you know what? I think I really want to go get a, we'll use my car, for example, a Volkswagen Golf. I want a Volkswagen Golf. And you spend a bunch of time researching Volkswagen Golfs. You may or may not go buy one, but then all of a sudden you notice them every fucking where you look. You're mm -hmm. like, oh my God, there's so many. I've never noticed so many Volkswagen Golfs. They're just everywhere. Everywhere you go, you see them on the, like you hear them either in like um, ads or something, or you see them in movies and you're like, it's a 
talk to me. And this is your RAS because your brain is going to highlight what you like and what you focus on. And it's going to make you aware of patterns that are around you. And this is how that law of attraction capitalizes on the same kind of system to help you to garner the things that you want in your life. So this is where it as a system of focus really comes in. So it's, it's kind of like when you envision the reality you want to create, this is where like mindfulness and where, um, uh, vision boards come in. It's like when you start making, if you start visualizing really clearly the things that you want, the things that you are, you, it's not even so much of a want. It's like the things, you know, that you can yeah, achieve. It has to be a belief. It has to be a hardcore belief. You have, it's just kind of like if you were trying to manifest a trip, where mm -hmm. do you want to go? Why do you want to go there? How long, when, and with who? The more detailed you get, the more you put yourself in the reality of that being your reality, the yeah. easier it's going to be to move yourself to there subconsciously and consciously. But it's mm -hmm. also kind of like vision boards is is one of my favorite ways. And, and Ariel and I both use them. They're fucking yeah. awesome. They help you focus. They help you feel emotion. They put an emotion attachment to your goals and your dreams. And that's what makes it easier as emotional human beings to get there. By the way, let's not forget, we are primates. We are mammals and we are exceptionally good at pattern recognition. So mm -hmm. that's where this RAS, the reticular activating system is so awesome. And that's how it works so well when we are really envisioning the things that we want to manifest in our life, because we will fucking notice it and it will just become second nature to you. And honestly, it's kind of like, if, if you are, I know there's going to be people who like myself who have an, an Ariel too, like, you know, we have anxiety and we worry a lot and people wonder that like, if I have anxiety, if I'm an anxious person, if I worry a lot, is that a uh, quote unquote vibration, if you want to call that a low vibration yeah. or whatever, dominant vibration, is that going to hinder me? To be honest, not really. Because yeah. if you are operating, like if you are putting yourself in a really hot fucking room and that room is hot because it's full of your emotions, your desires, your goals, and you're in this I am, I will, I can, I do mindset. And then you have like anxiety that kind of comes and goes as it will, it, that room isn't going to become freezing when you open up the window right away. So it's just yeah. kind of like allowing yourself to feel the emotions that come with being a human and realizing that that's not going to hinder everything you work for just because anxiety is a part of your life. Um, it's just like how we can be successful people, even with mental illness or yeah. mental health issues. It, that doesn't mean it's like, it, there's so many successful people who have mental illnesses or mental oh, health yeah. issues. It doesn't mean that you're not, you're not capable of achieving the things that you want. Yeah, a thousand percent. And I think it's also important to remember that, you know, there's other factors like um, if, you, if you're into astrology, like there's certain uh, aspects that could be affecting certain planets that would help you with manifestation. But mm -hmm. it's not just about that too. It's about allowing yourself to believe that you're worthy of what you want. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that I think is so important to to keep in mind with manifestation is that manifestation isn't like Alyssa said about thinking about something and it coming into your life. It's about you thinking about it, thinking about why you want it, how you want it, but then working on your beliefs of why you don't feel worthy for it so that mm -hmm. when you do feel worthy for it, 
it's not going to manifest in your life if you feel worthy for it, but you're going to have more motivation to do the work to bring it in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like for example, with my business, I was like terrified, terrified of taking the step that I needed to bring my, my business to the next level. And one of my deities came in and they were like, you need to do this in your business. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. And then they were like, why aren't you ready? And I was like, I don't know. And they were like, you do know. So I did a tapping session with them, which if you don't know what tapping is, it's also called EMF, uh, EFT, EFT or emotional freedom technique, which is utilizing tapping certain parts of your body while saying statements um, to help your body associate physical uh, sensation with a belief. So if you are tapping while you are saying a belief or a statement, it can help yourself feel and believe that statement because it can physically feel a sensation along with that statement. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people use this for like PTSD and anxiety and things like that. It's being utilized more in, um, in psychological, uh, techniques and like uh, therapy, but it's, it's kind of more on the woo woo side for, um, people who are super scientific, but that's okay. But it is something where I was wanting that next step, that next evolution in my business to happen, but I was scared to take the steps to do it because I kept taking like tiny little baby steps and Mm. being like, oh, this is the one, this is the one. And thinking that those changes were going to happen. But the problem is that you take those steps. And even though you're taking those steps and making that difference, your mind is working against you because you do it. And then you're like doubting it the whole time. You're like, oh, if I, if I, if I, offer that, like, will people like it? Or if I, if I do that, is it going to look good? Like, instead Mm -hmm. of being like, you know what, I'm going to do this because it feels right. And then Mm -hmm. doing it because it feels right. So I did tapping techniques and sure enough, I was able to take that next step in my business and it's gone really well. But is that completely because of manifestation? Mm, Kind of, yes. But also because I did the work to be able to bring myself to the point where I was able to take the steps necessary to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Another example would be if you were like wanting a job and you want to manifest a specific job. So maybe you are technically qualified to do that job, but maybe you're just like not certified or something, but they're looking for someone who's certified. Are you of the belief that you cannot get that job, even though you know what you would be doing, but you're not certified in it? Or are you the in the belief of you deserve that job because you know how to do it, but they need to know that you know how to do it? So the beliefs that you would want to address would be, I know that I can provide this service for them even if I am uncertified and I can offer to get certification while employed there if they require it, but it's something where I want it anyway and I know that I can do it. So you apply for the job and you do, you know, techniques to help you to really believe that you are worthy of that job and you will be able to do that job, but you still take the time to put in the application, you know, contact them, things like that, go to the interview, things like that, where you're taking those physical steps in addition to the mindset change. Because if you just make a vision board 
for a car that you want, but you're not going out and doing test drives in that car to help you feel what it feels like to drive in that car. Can you really visualize having that car if you don't have that physical experience to go with it? So sometimes having a physical example of that can be helpful. But I do kind of want to go into white privilege in common manifestation methods because this, I think, is really important to talk about and something where I I feel like it gets left out of conversation a lot because Mm -hmm. there is a lot that has to do with our society and the way that it's set up will make it automatically easier for someone who is white passing or white to be able to manifest the things that they want than for people of color or people who are minorities. So Mm -hmm. with that said, I'm not going to claim that I'm going to be any kind of expert in this territory since I am white and I don't want to ever come across as someone who's like, I know why you're having issues, you know, but I do think it's important to remember that, that there are going to be manifestation methods that don't work for everyone. Like Mm -hmm. changing your beliefs to manifest something might work for a majority of people, but it's not going to work for everybody because even if you change that, you still have the societal hurdles to go through, which is really Mm -hmm. unfortunate. And so we have to keep in mind that when we're talking about these manifestation methods, it's important to try a bunch of different ones to find one that works for you because it's not going to be universally working for everyone, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It is important. It's super important to recognize privileges and to understand the difference to someone else's journey and what their systemic obstacles may be in order to achieve the things that they wish to manifest. It's not going to be the same for everybody. I wish it was, but it isn't. It isn't going to be that way. And we don't live in a world where that is the case. So it is a really important part of the discussion around manifestation and the discussion around law of attraction for people who aren't, you know, white or don't come from like a wealthy or family or like, you know, a family with some wealth of some sort, depending on how you define wealth. And, you know, if you're, if you're in a, from a stable home, things like that, there's all kinds of access to education. There's so many different things, so many significant parts of someone's life as they make choices. And, I do feel like, you know, when I was talking about earlier, when I was like, you know, this concept of being high vibe and how that's problematic is this high vibe mentality is very much rooted in this privilege concept where Mm -hmm. if you believe it enough, you can change your life circumstance. And that just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work like that. (laughs) One person's journey to be able to achieve the things that they're manifesting is going to look different for another person's. And it may be easier for one person because of their privilege than it is for another. By the way, manifestation isn't always about material things like, yeah, you know, not- shiny things and, you know, physical things like cars. It's, it's also about what fuels our soul in our life, the inner part of our work, you know, where life feels beautiful, where life feels, it feels like you are in harmony with the world. And that is very much synonymous with like, you know, health and safety and love mm-hmm. and all of these things that are really critical. And change doesn't happen all at once. And there's just, there's so much to discuss, uh, you know, around the conversation of 
privilege in manifestation and success stories that it's important to also just take a moment to recognize privilege in manifestation and to and to open up the dialogue for those tough conversations and to have those conversations yes a thousand percent and i think it also comes to the topic of understanding that one of the biggest things that can help people manifest is knowing that regardless of what happens you can make it through right Mm -hmm. that is one of the most powerful places you can be in your mind is to be in a space where you know that whatever happens you can make it through that Mm -hmm. whatever happens you can find a way forward and a lot of people who are not in privileged positions can't think that way because Mm -hmm. they have had experiences where that hasn't been true so it's harder for them to get to a place where they can believe that And so when we have these societal differences of people in a privileged position who may not be, you know, be able to get an extensive car and not be stopped all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the way Mm -hmm. that they look, that is something where they know if they get pulled over, they're going to be okay. But someone Mm -hmm. who is not white passing and someone who is minority or black, might get pulled over and not know that they're going to be okay. And mm-hmm. that that is a hard belief to change because how can you change that belief if you haven't been able to see it play out? Yeah. So that is a part of manifestation that, you know, we don't really see talked about a lot and I really just wanted to bring it up because I think it, it is important to say and mm-hmm. mention because it's worthy of noting and I don't say it because I'm just like, oh, we want to, you know, include minorities in the conversation to make us look cool. Like, no, I think this should be being talked about more and how it's really separating manifestation into these societal categories that it shouldn't be. And it's, it's unfortunate that that's the case, but I do want it to open people's minds to have more thought around it so that when you are talking to someone who may not be in the same position that you are societally, you know that what worked for you may not work for them. You can't just say, oh, well, if you think it will happen, then it will happen. Like, no, it doesn't work that way for everyone, unfortunately. And I wish that it did. And I hope that it changes someday. But Right now, we have to be aware that it's not that way and Mm -hmm. we have to navigate it knowing that. And I know that there's going to be an inevitable question as to why someone's manifestation isn't working. Like somebody, I know that there's going to be somebody out there who's going to ask that question. What would be the reasons for why my manifestation isn't working? And Mm -hmm. there are a few different things that can come to play in this particular instance. Privilege is one of them. Another is, and you know, we've alluded to this already in the episode where it's that you're actually not truly aligned with it. If you're kind of both feet on either side of the fence, you got to commit. Yeah, it's a hundred percent like a commit thing. It's totally, you're absolutely right. Or on the flip side, it's you're holding on way too tight. It's like all yeah. you ever think about. It's like you're, it's like when you're there waiting has to for be something. timing too. Yeah, it's like when you're waiting for something to be delivered and you're checking it every single day and it's like, bro, for you, it feels like an eternity, but it's been like 24 hours, like relax, like just hold on. It's good to hold on, but maybe just not with a death grip, like just allow there to be some 
like trust in, in allow there to be some trust, or it could even also be that it may not be working because it may not be the right time. Yeah. Cause there's timing for things. And like, for example, like there was so many years, especially in my twenties, because you know, in your twenties, you do weird shit. Um, in my twenties, I I don't even want to talk about my, I'm so glad that there wasn't fucking cameras and video. TikTok didn't exist in my, in my early twenties. Thank God. Unfortunately, I, I knew YouTube existed when I was a teenager. No, no, not me. Well, I knew it existed, but I was like, you know, I was Jenna Marbles and then I would go off and do my stupid shit and nobody would capture it on camera. So thank God for that. Oh Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, as a teen, I, I honestly was convinced I was going to get married at 10 years old. Like I legit thought as soon as I turned 10, that that was my time. That's an intense statement. Yeah. It, I was convinced though. I was like, I am ready. And of course, obviously I didn't get married at 10 years old, but I had always like focused my life around marriage because that was what I grew up with. Like that was Mm -hmm. what I was meant for Mm -hmm. in the society I grew up in. And so that was what my focus was on. So everyone I dated was always someone that if I can't see myself walking down the aisle, I remember telling my mom this, if I can't see myself walking down the aisle to them, I'm not even going to date them. Oh my God. Yeah, it's intense as fuck, right? So I (laughs) granted it probably saved me from a lot of like really creepy people dating, but there were a lot of times where I would get into relationships and I would just be like so intense because I was like, oh, I need to be like 100% sure that I'm going to be with this person forever. And it's terrifying because you, it's just, there's timing for everything. And Mm. I never knew in my twenties that I was going to meet my current partner. I never knew that. No. I, I, you know, hindsight 2020. Right. Like I, I didn't know that 10 year, years down the line, I was going to be homeless. I didn't know 11 years down the line that I was not going to be married anymore and be dating someone else. Like I didn't know that stuff. Mm-hmm. So because of that, you have to realize that there are certain experiences that you need to have in order to create you into the person you need to be in order to handle the manifestations you want. So for example, I don't think that I could have the determination, the focus, and the willingness to do the work to run this business if I hadn't been homeless. Cause I needed to figure shit out and quickly and mostly on my own. <laughs> and, and yeah, I had people help me a little bit down the way, but it also came down to like, you can have people help you all you want, but if you're not willing to do the work, nobody can help you. No. And so it really caused me to be a lot more disciplined and a lot more willing to do the work that I didn't want to do. And that I was honestly, to be frank, lazy to do before that. I can now do because I went through that situation and I'm a different person now than I was back then. So if a manifestation is coming through, it's because you are in a place to receive it. But Mm -hmm. sometimes we have opportunities that will present themselves to us that we are not meant to have in that moment, but is meant to propel us towards where we want to go. So if you apply for a college that you really, really, really want to get into, but you don't have the 
kind of grades to get in there. What are you going to do to change your grades in order to get there? I've got a fucking answer to that because I was there. So after high <laughs> school, like, well, you're talking about me. <laughs> well, you're talking about fucking school. I'm a scientist. I went to school. I have a master's of science. And there was a lot that had to happen to get there. And that was something that was always what I wanted to achieve. Here's the kicker. Well, <laughs> I wanted it, but bitch ain't good at math. So oh, I'm so bad at math. math. So guess what this Ooh. bitch had to do? I had to get a tutor in high school. And like, I, so I was accepted into the bachelor's of science program on the condition that I could do a pre-university calculus course Ugh. because Ugh. my grade was so bad in math. And I paid out of pocket and did the whole thing through the summer by my damn self. I did it all by myself because it takes work to get to what you truly want. And that was just one of many steps that it took to get to my ultimate goal, which was to have to get a master's of science. There was a fuck ton that had to happen between coming out of high school and getting, a, you know, there was a lot that had to happen. So part of it was a manifestation, um, you know, exercise of mine. But a lot of it was also just pure work and focus Ooh. and commitment and there's going to be transition periods. <laughs> well, there's going to be yeah. transition periods too, because there's going to be something like you might get an opportunity or something that comes along where you're like, where it's kind of similar to what you want. And you're like, oh, that's good. That's the, it's, I'm getting yeah. everything I want, but it just turns out not to be quite what you were looking for. And yeah. that doesn't mean it's a failure. It's again, part of that process of setting yourself up so that you understand that divine timing plays a part and that when it's meant to happen, it will happen. And it's yeah. like, it's a right manifestation, wrong time concept, you know? Right. And there's also another part of it too. There's where you're just not being specific enough. So remember yeah. earlier when I was saying like, feel the feelings and like the why and the how and the when you've got to get real specific because you got to put yourself as if you are living it now, put yourself in that yeah. perspective. And oh, what are all the things that have to come to play for that yeah. to happen? Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? Mm. I, I think I mentioned this in my Twin Flames episode, but this this goes along with this. So I'm going to mention it again. If you are not willing to be the partner that you want your partner to be, forget about it. Forget mm -hmm. about it. You have to be willing to put just as much effort into what you want as what you mm -hmm. want to get out of it. So if you are trying to manifest, like I'm going to use a partner specifically, but this can really apply to other things too. If you are manifesting a person in your life, like we're going to use a romantic partner for this example, and you want someone who treats you like a king or a queen or someone who's royal, right? You want them to just fan over you and treat you so well and treat you so kindly. And you want someone who's patient and kind and understanding are you willing to be that for your partner? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. if not, why the hell would someone like that want to be with you? Yep. I'm just going to be fucking real because yeah. here's the thing. We can have expectations of what we deserve, but if you're not willing to do what's needed in order for you to keep what you want in your life, forget about it. Forget mm -hmm. about it. I know I like I'm a I'm a fucking patient person. Trust. <laughs> I no, didn't used are. to be, but I'm, very I'm a very patient. patient person. I don't get I'm, it. <laughs> I don't get it. Totally the opposite. <laughs> okay. 
I don't She's understand. Like, we're going five miles per hour, bestie. And I'm just like, it's okay. We'll take our time. It's the scenic route. And you're just like, oh, oh my, my fucking pedal to the middle. <laughs> like we're going too fucking slow. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I didn't used to be a patient person, but I am a very patient person now. And I, I give a lot in the relationships that I have, whether platonic or relation, you know, romantic. I, I love to treat the people in my life that I am very close to with the utmost respect and love and support. But if someone refuses to even show me any kind of return of that, no. no. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. it's it's something where I cannot get to someone who can give me that if I don't if you're occupying, if you're occupying all your mind space, time and energy on someone who isn't giving you what you need. Right. So like if you're an actor wanting to audition for a role that you really want, you really want it, right? It's like a million dollar role and you're, you're manifesting it. You're going in, you're like, I'm going to get this part and you don't get it. Are you the actor that you need to be in order to do that role. So there are some reasons for why perhaps your manifestation may not be playing out the way you thought. But I also think a great way to practice manifestation, because I do think practicing manifestation is a good thing to do. I really do. Um, Asking for signs can be a way to practice manifestation, but also like doing little spells or something. Like if you are someone who does spell work, you can do that. Or if you don't, like that's cool. You can do a little vision board. It's the same thing. To be honest, um, you're doing. By the work. way, this is going to be really funny. I just think it's really timely that I posted a TikTok about this, and we're talking about manifestation. I literally posted a TikTok about how my husband did a spell, and it came to be. He, like yeah. he did witchcraft, and not knowing he did, he manifested without even knowing he was manifesting. Isn't mm-hmm. that weird? He yeah. manifested us he to get a and it happens. It's insane. We have a brand spanking new bed. And we've been wanting a bed for a long time, but he got it in his head that like, no, like as soon as we needed the bed for a specific purpose, he had his why. And Mm -hmm. then he made all the rest of it happen. And within a matter of 48 hours, we got a brand new bed that we didn't pay a dime for. Yeah. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm coming out. I just bought tickets and they were like, Oh, uh, we need a bed. And then it was just boom. And then the bed was there. Just like, just like that. Even though we had been talking Here's a bed Even though we had been talking for over a year about wanting to get a bed for that mm-hmm. particular room for over a year. And we had priced out beds. We'd pri- but he and it was him. It was entirely him because he's the one who like has the vision for what he wants that room to be. And me, I was just like, I, you know, you do what you want, man. Don't fart but, on like, the bed too much because I don't want to be on a stinky bed. <laughs> too bad. We've got two dogs, girl. You're going to be swimming in it. <laughs> swimming in it <laughs> they're gonna fight all over my bed dude um, it's gonna be everywhere i don't want to get and- pink eye i'm, just- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna get no pink eye this is love from canada it's just <laughs> unbelievable man how he just in the air <laughs> he made that shit happen in less than 48 fucking hours yeah if something and- is meant to happen you barely need to do anything like, Try. I didn't have to do shit. He made that shit happen. I didn't have to lift yeah. a finger or put even really any thought into it. He also manifested us being friends. He did. Mm-hmm. The he did. first time. He called it. The first yeah. time Alyssa and I, she actually booked a session with me. Yeah. Funny story. We're going to do a little backstory. Yeah. Funny story. Alyssa and I 
met because she booked a session with me. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be, I think, a 30 minute session. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be. <laughs> it was supposed to be 30 minutes. And six hours later, I got off that phone call. We and I were was talking like, on the phone for six whoa. hours. And then as soon yeah. as we hung up, my husband comes around the corner and he goes, you're going to be her best friend and she's going to be your best friend. And I was like, that would be cool. She's really sweet. And then we just live our life. And then, yeah, we didn't talk again for like a year. It was a really long time since last time before we connected again. But I had like, you know, it was just the way, I don't know, just fate happened. Fate stepped in and made shit happen. And he just, he called that shit from day fucking one from day one. If something is meant to happen, it will happen whether you want it to or not. That's what my mom always said, which is funny because she never remembers saying this, but she always said growing up, she was like, Ariel, if something is meant to happen, you can do everything wrong and it will still happen. And if it's not meant to happen, you can do everything right. And it still won't. And honestly, Hmm. I live my life by that saying every day and it takes so much pressure off because if it's not meant to happen, no matter what you do, it's not going to work. So Mm -hmm. like you don't push yourself too hard because if it's not meant to happen, it's just not going to happen. So if you're feeling resistance, you just stop. Mm -hmm. You stop banging on the door. Perhaps you pivot. Perhaps you pivot. You stop banging on the door and look for the key, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's something where (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> like the, the saying where like if there if a door closes a, a window opens i'm not going to yeah. bring god into it because you know we don't need god for that if if a door is closed you look for a window if a window doesn't exist you look for a key if a key doesn't exist or a keyhole isn't there then you go down the hallway a little bit more and see if another door is open do you because- want to know how i know we're different fucking people bro as soon as what? you said the key doesn't exist, I'm like, then you make the fucking door open. You kick that shit down. Oh, you drill a hole. Uh, again, like, patience. Patience, no. Alyssa. She's rude. like, no. That's She's rude. like, this is not allowed. Listen, no, that's I... been my biggest that's been my biggest lesson in my manifestation is been patience. Yeah. Like it Honestly, it, things... I used to be really um, impatient um before being homeless. Homelessness, I don't know what it was, but it made me really fucking patient. Like, like I really patient. I had also been homeless when I was younger with my mom, but it wasn't in a state of adulthood, which would uh, completely change yeah. certain things. I'm well. I mean, I was a young adult when I was homeless. I was also homeless for a little bit, living on my car. But it was a different period of life. Like that, it yeah. it was just a different. You weren't the but, person that was like making all the decisions and stuff. Nah, it was it was just kind of like I was a bit of a floater. It didn't really it didn't count, but um. <laughs> It, does it didn't count. count. It's just different. Nah, it didn't count. So, but you, but it's just, it's like for me, and you know, there's some people who go their whole lives and never learn to be patient, and I might be one of them, or I may just all of a sudden develop patience when I'm 60, and then manifesting becomes much, much easier. But it also, again, comes down to divine timing to some degree as well, because there, there have been things with my business I've manifested since day one that have not yet come to pass. In any way, shape, or fucking form, despite so much work being put into it. And it will happen when it's meant to. Yeah. I've gotten to the point where, again, it's like if I don't have the key with me, I either have the option of just keeping my eye open and seeing when a key drops on the ground, or I can try other doors. And if there's still no other doorway to get through the wall, then I'm just like, okay, 
possible. Yeah, I'm see me, I'd be banging on that yet. door. I'd be like, kick that fucker open. I'd be like, who's the one dropping the key? Hold it. Like, oh, what do see, I have I, to do to get that key? Yeah, like I'm <laughs> I'm the kind of person where I would just wait for someone to like I would knock on the door periodically if I didn't have a key. And then if nobody answered, then I would just be like, okay, well, I guess nobody's on the other side of the door. So I'll just wait. Oh, Atlanta. I can't wait to earmark this and then see where I'm at in a couple of years and see if you I'm still this it. nuts. It, see yeah, if I'm well, still this I, impatient. Mm-hmm. I had a um, vision back in 2012 of me on a talk show with purple hair and curly hair, by the way. My hair wasn't curly at the time. I thought it was like unnaturally curled, but it wasn't. It's naturally curled. I have naturally curly hair that I found out later. And, so and I didn't have purple hair at the time. I had red hair. So it was really weird that I had purple hair and uh, I had a, a, a different wedding ring too. And I thought it was weird because the wedding ring that I had at the time was not what I saw in the vision. And so I was like, oh, this is odd. And I remember sitting and talking about a book that I had written. And I don't know what that book is, but eventually it's, it's, I don't know, maybe I'll write a book, but there have been a lot of manifestations that have come from me having a vision of something and then me taking the steps to make it happen. Not even intentionally sometimes, like sometimes yeah. you just live your life and then the manifestations mm -hmm. you want happen. I would love to manifest a car, but I also don't feel ready for a car yet. And I think that's why I haven't gotten one yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. Like, I think I have to feel ready for the manifestation to happen too. And yeah. even if it's ready on a subconscious level and I think that's also why I don't have an animal yet. <laughs> I don't have I don't have doggos or a snack and like a snack a little snack that I can take to the vat. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you'll understand when you hear the the bloopers at the end. Oh um, Lord, no, you're not gonna. And I'm that, gonna put you? it there. Oh I'm gonna God. put it there. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna be like, what the fuck are these two on about? <laughs> I'm gonna put it at the end. Um, oh boy, but I. I just, I think that you can have something that you want, but sometimes you're not even going to be trying to bring it into your life when it pops up. Like mm -hmm. there's something that one of the ladies in the church that I went to growing up said that's actually just stuck with me forever. And I was talking to her about how I really wanted to like meet my person, which, you know, I was like 10 fucking years old. I don't know. I was obsessed. And she was Charming. like, so yeah, she was like, Ariel, you know, when I met my, met my husband was when I wasn't looking for him. That's what happened to Scott and I. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with Corey and I too. Uh, I we literally were, we gave up looking, to be honest. We both gave up simultaneously yeah. at the same yeah. time. And then that's Legit. when we met each other. Yeah. Legit, dude. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Corey <laughs> was the first person that I met when I wasn't looking for anyone. It was the first mm -hmm. time in my life that I was like, you know what? It's not that I don't want a partner. It's just that I, I'm, I, I have to be focused on what I'm doing in my life right now. And for some yeah, reason, I'm just one of those funny? people with mm -hmm. love where I'm like, it'll happen when it happens. And it did. But then with money, I'm like, I must do all the things. <laughs> it must happen now. I yeah, must have I, the printer. Yeah. Like, it's just I, so weird. With money, I'm more willing to take steps to make it work. But with love, like I've always been really obsessed with love because I'm just a You're fucking a squish. squish. 
I'm you're so squish. squish. You're so squishy. And, um, I yeah, and like it's so important for me to have people in my life that I can spend time with because like quality time is one of my main love languages. So like it's I hate being alone. It makes me feel really sad. So Carl likes when, koala time I, I do. where you do the hugging like yeah. a koala. Jesus. Yeah, I'm a little backpack barnacle. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little backpack barnacle. So when I met Corey, I had I had just uh no, it was lit. You know what it was? So I I had actually dated or not dated, but um was like going on dates with people and I had really bad experiences. God, and, I have so many um, of those too. Yeah. Can I get a what these, what from the people listening who have had bad fucking experiences? What what? Yeah. Okay, moving on. So I had I had <laughs> been the seeing pain. I had been seeing like one or two people and the last person was someone who I just had a really traumatic experience with and I was like, you know what? I'm done for a little bit. By like, the way, I hate that person just for the I record. literally so does Corey. <laughs> he was like yeah, I hate just for the record <laughs> just for the um, fucking record. I fucking hate you. That yeah. person. <laughs> so That's I all. had some really bad experiences. <laughs> and and so I was like, you know what? I think I'm just done to like with trying to date for a while. Like I think I'm just gonna focus on like getting myself self stable because at that point really shortly after that had happened I was trying to recover because it was a really traumatic situation and I was trying to like you know give myself time to process what had happened and then I became homeless on top of that and so I was like okay I'm really not in the space to date now because I really need to focus on myself like I need to be my priority and literally the day that I became homeless Corey came up to me and was like, can I get your number? <laughs> and I was, okay. like, I was so like, what the fuck? Funny how that shit happens because it was pretty much the same thing with Scott and I. It was like we gave up and then we were like just on the verge of just being like, fuck this. And then we were like. Yeah, because I honestly up. was like, I'm probably not going to date anybody for like years because I didn't know same. how long I was going to be homeless. Yeah, because I had just moved. I had just moved from I had just finished my bachelor's degree and I moved here to where I am now. And within four months of moving here is when I met him. But I had like completely given up because where I live is notorious for having a shitty dating scene because there's so many boring fucking people here so everybody's just like no offense if y'all live where i live but kind of offense because it's the most boring place i've ever lived yeah so i and he didn't even fuck it he didn't even bitch bitch he didn't even live here he was he 30 minutes 30 minutes oh my gosh that's nothing to the west of where Corey, i was Corey and i lived an hour apart but isn't that always the way man it is like it's when you're not expecting them and then they're mm -hmm. just like not even in your vicinity area even yeah. either. So it's like the yeah. the 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 odds of that interaction well, having happened. That, like I was on like Bumble and Hinge and all those like yeah. online dating things. He wasn't yeah. on there because he wasn't no. looking for anybody either. And then he saw me in the the warehouse and he was like, "Oh my god, she is so cute." Look and he was her. like, "I need to ask. I need She's to ask for her number. She has a little apple butt, and I need a to ask for the number." But yeah, he gave me his number. And of course, I was like, this guy is such a fucking player. Like, he's, he's <laughs> catching me when I'm vulnerable. And then, of course, like, I, I gave him so much shit. I really did. First time that we hung out, because literally our first date was him helping me move out of my old apartment. Yeah. 
and he, he was just such an amazing person and he was helping me move and the whole time i was just like yeah i'm gonna try to fucking scare this dude so that he doesn't like me because i was like <laughs> i don't even want to give him a reason to fake liking me why and are we the same person i did the same thing i laid I all my cards on the well, table because i was like this point, is what you get dude that was the Take first time it. I ever did that, though. Because really? I know I'm like that yeah, all the time. I had been really reserved before because I wanted to have someone like me before I was like, hey, I'm a witch and I see dead people, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> because I had always been someone where I, I just didn't want to give them the upfront stuff because I was mm -hmm. worried that it would scare them away. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, it did. And then I would already be attached and it would be heartbroken. But uh, from the first day, he was like, oh, so like, what what do you like? Like, And I was like, listen, I study the occult and I do tarot readings and I'm a witch and I see and I see extraterrestrials and I see dead people. And he was like, wow, that's really cool. And I was like, what? <laughs> Well, that wasn't I was what like, I was expecting. Oh, no. I was totally <laughs> expecting him to be weirded out and he was not. He just took it like a champ. And I was like, mm -hmm. fuck, now I like mm -hmm. you, god damn it, in five but minutes. All that to be said, like this is our long-winded way of saying that again it's it will it's happen when it's meant to happen to it's happen, to happen. <laughs> it will happen. But there's nothing stopping you from doing, you know, the work, not just like the physical work, but even the magical work to mm -hmm. to help drive you towards what it is you want like like i said you know some people who are squishy like ariel look actively look for love and they may find it when they're looking or they may find it when they're not it's like you really can't you know you really you, you won't know until it until it happens and it's the right one for you because again it could be that you manifest a person a specific person yeah. but it ain't the right person you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like you can but say that person I that want... you manifest might make you become the person you the need person, to be bingo. to meet the so other that's person. Exactamundo. So that's that's mm -hmm. that's really kind of the short and skinny of it. So I I really hope that this episode was interesting and relatable yeah. and maybe I hope there was it gave something... you some new info that you yeah. didn't have before that you can use yeah. in your in your practice moving forward. And honestly, I honestly do truly hope that everybody's manifestations that you're wanting come to you. I Me do. Too. I really Me do. Too. Because truly. I truly want people to be happy. And I know that that's a really hippy dippy thing to say, but I just want people to be happy. And I want people to feel the kind of peace that you can have in your life when you have the things that you want yeah. and comfort of knowing that you're going to be okay. And I hope mm -hmm. that at the very least that you can come away from this episode knowing that if you've made it this far, you can make it going ahead. And yes. if you've made it through everything up until this point, you can make it through everything ahead of you. But you just have to trust that no yeah. matter what, you are going to be there for you at the end of the day because yep. you've been there for you at the end of every day so far. That's always I always say that I always say you wake up and go to bed with yourself. You're your own best friend. Like you're the one you, you live with you. So be good to yourself and know that you deserve the things that you want and you mm -hmm. will get them. I, I just really, truly believe that y'all can do this. You got this shit. You got this shit. You in got the bag. this. We believe in yeah. you. We believe in you, ghosties. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> but we hope this was helpful. And as always, stay curious, keep learning, and stay safe. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, you know what time it is. 
It's blooper time. Enjoy. I was talking to my mom earlier about you, go figure. And she was like, oh my God, she sounds so nice. And I was literally, she's the sweetest thing. Um, and she was like, I'm surprised you don't live out there already. And I was like, well, <gasps> even your mom is saying even my mom, she was like, I feel like you're going to go out there and just want to stay out there. And I was like, Bruh. everybody is saying that. That's what Scott's been saying. He literally like with the day you booked your flights, he's like, I don't think she's going to want to leave. Yeah. You're, you're not gonna, I know you're not. I like, I can tell you right now, you're not going to want to go and that's okay. Cause you don't have to go. You don't ever have to go back to that silly desert. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would probably move to like Augsburg or somewhere close by, like I don't know, Canton or something. But well, I don't know. I don't know anything about like the rental situation, but I'm sure it's me either. You know probably what? Probably not too bad. Let me see. I'm gonna look. Oh, look at her go. We're moving closer <laughs> to commitment. I'm. I'm leaving for this. I love how this. we're doing this, just like while we're recording. <laughs> Okay. This is just like a deep dive into you moving here. But the biggest place, like that's not one of the biggest areas around there. Watertown is like one of the main places in New York and Syracuse and Albany. Well, those are those are quite far, right? Jeez, that's not it bad is. at all. It's much better than where you're at now. Canton's only an hour and 18 minutes from me. Oh, dude. Super fucking close. Super dude. fucking close. Canton? Wait, okay. Wait, though. Canton. This is cute, Alyssa. And there's so much snow because you're near where we are, too, and we get tons of snow. Okay, this one has an in-unit washer and dryer. Oh, dude, you're also, like, super close to the Adirondacks, which is, like, oh, one of the best parks ever. Dude, that's that's after my lease is up. Excuse me, is this the universe telling you that you need I don't to know. fucking live here or what? <laughs> I it, don't like, know. If you're serious about it, we can check it out while you're here. Oh yeah, we could. Oh, there's a there's one for one eleven hundred a month in in Potsdam. Potsdam. This looks haunted, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Look at this one. Hold on. We're here for the haunted vibes. It does, though. It looks like it would be haunted. A hundred percent. That's got ghosties in right? it. That's right. That's got ghosties just, in it. It's got the vibes. Oh, this looks sketch as fuck. Oh, okay. We don't. Want they sketch. had the picture of the shed as the first picture, and I was oh, like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, Lord in heaven. This one looks like it could be haunted too. <gasps> oh my God, Lissa. Oh, it's God. right next to a graveyard. Oh, but I want that I graveyard. Like that. I want to live by a graveyard. That'd be fucking sick. I love this. It's just See, all being recorded. I would prefer you, like, as a fern, to live close to things. And I would suggest <laughs> considering Watertown. Like, I want you There's... close to things in case something happens. Because I'm, I'm a worrier. That sounds ominous, Alyssa. No, it's just in case. Well, Oxen. What if you have? Has... What if you get sick and you need to go to the hospitals? <laughs> like, what if you have to go to the pedals? What if you, you have to, to be close to the pedals? <laughs> you have to be close. I don't want to. Don't be playing chance yeah. with your life. I think it's too short notice for Corey, but 
but, yeah, but you don't know till you try. You don't, 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 you don't know till you try. You gotta well, try. I just shoot your I, shots. I can, I can talk to him about it and see if Do maybe it. he would be open to next year. We're pod- Scott, we're, we're looking, we're looking at houses. <laughs> We're, we're looking, looking at, at houses <laughs> right now. We're looking at places for her to live in New York. <laughs> New York, <laughs> because that's the border. Yeah, but that's still like. That's we're looking he's at water like just, He's like commit to Canada, bitch. Like, <laughs> we're so looking at in Ontario. Ew! Did you know that she found she found a spot that's like really pretty and is show much him. less. Here, look. She says to show you. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep all of this in this episode. I swear to God. Exactly Look how cute that is uh, for her. Uh, it's a whole ass house. She'd have a whole fucking house. She has nicer appliances than we do. Alyssa, so there's. I don't know there's... why she isn't packed up already in the. <laughs> Bullshit. There's there's a Dairy Queen in Canton. There's a, there's Dairy, a Dairy Queen, queen. and yeah. there's also a Walgreens and a Pizza Hut and a tattoo studio. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're living everything you're living I the every, everything I need. <laughs> everything, everything you I could need. possibly need in life. Dairy Queen and a tattoo studio. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Excellent. even a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a parking lot. They have a traffic light. <laughs> oh, okay. There is a there's a, there is a piddle. There's a piddle. Well, okay. it's not a piddle, it's a medical campus. Maybe that's different. Okay, because I'm telling you, man, if I fucking, if you fucking live somewhere out there and you have a problem and you can't fucking, I'm gonna kill you. There's an animal clinic. So then you can have to take your sick snake. Yeah, I'm a little snock. A little snock. A little snock is getting sick, so I got to take him to the piddle. Little sick snack is got the pitle. You got to go to the pitle with snack. The vault. You have to go to the vault. <laughs> to the vault. <laughs> oh my god. There's a part of me that really does see the scenario of me and Henry Cavill on a fucking couch, just eating some goddamn. Scott, if you're listening to this, just just take off the headphones. Oh, just take no, off he's the- got a bromance. He's got a bromance with Henry Cavill. We're both gonna be. He's, Henry's gonna be in between us, man. Like, excuse me, no, no, he's oh playing along God. too. Excuse me, he would never pass up the opportunity. No, he we're he'd be right in between us. We'd be sharing a three-way Ben and Jerry's. This is getting intense. And this is me in my head, man. I'm gonna have this to make is... this an explicit episode. <laughs> I'm like sweating. Fucking hands are sweaty. Okay, so that's just a thing, you know, that I can listen, listen. I may not be, you know, Gal Gadot, but there's some sort of she I is think so hot. She's so fucking hot. But there is something to be said about a pleb like me where you can just relax on the couch and not feel bad about your Ben and Jerry's at all. And you know for a fact that ain't nobody going to be turning around and taking a look at your homie if it's me on your arm. I'm just saying we're going to be skipping a loose, skipping along. Nobody's even going to fucking care. Like you just fade away into the background. I I swear to God, I have this like, I have this funny thought i say this to my husband all the time i was like how do you know when you've entered invisibility era how do you know that you faded into the background i think you're pretty 
No, no. I just mean, I just mean as far as like, how do you know you've been, you've got there? Is it because you wanted it? Or is it because you were forced? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I feel like that's, I just somehow, I, I lost my train of thought. It's going. okay. I, I was thinking about Gal Gadot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, I was going somewhere stupid. 